Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thanks for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Courtesy of our friends across the pond at Boxing247.com. And we've got some stories starting off with, I was going to talk about the uh, Fury Chisora battle and, and, and the uh, scuffle that happened after the fight. But uh, I'm going to start off, in fact, with the, the other heavyweight fight that took place uh, at, on that card. And that's uh, Daniel Dubois. And the fact that he got knocked down three times in the first round, and if there had been any more time uh, given in that first round, I'm pretty sure he would have gotten uh, dropped the fourth time and he would have been out of it. And having already uh, been beaten by uh, Joe Joyce, I think his time would have come to an end as a contender. Nonetheless, he went on to complete the fight and win against Kevin Larina. So uh, now Dubois is 19-1 with 18 knockouts. Uh, but, you know, he, he was really in a lot of trouble. Uh, let's have a quick think here. And uh, strange, wasn't it? It was really strange. I pulled it through somehow, said Dubois, after being dropped three times. But if you're Dubois' management team, you have to be concerned about his future because if he's getting dropped by a former cruiserweight with a 46% knockout percentage that's troubling as i said joe joyce has already stopped dubois and likely he would have been stopped uh, against uh, larina if there'd been more time on the clock as i said earlier uh, one more knockdown would have done it in the first round and dubois really got lucky he said i think my knee went or something like that i got i got caught high on the head and after that i thought where is that shot coming from because i didn't see it and then the knee went Dubois said about being dropped for the first time in round one by Larina. I recovered quickly and I got my senses back together. I don't know. In the first round, I don't think it was. I was really on it. I was there, but I really wasn't there in my mind. That's because you got hit in the head. Anyway, when I got knocked down, I got back up and I like, right, I'm in a fight. And I was awake. It was strange. Yeah, possibly, said Dubois when asked if he might not have warmed up properly. Once after the knockdowns, I felt all right because I was breathing and I was hot, and then I get into it. I've got to learn a few lessons after this for sure. I've got to, I've got to have that, night, that knee checked out and then work on warming up properly, being lively and fiery because I re worked really hard for this fight, but the warm-up let me down a bit. I'll come back stronger and come back proper on it next time. It was pretty weird, pretty strange. I got the victory, though, and it was a crazy atmosphere. I'm glad I got it done and landed the shots I did. I'm sure it looked good on TV. I must have been nervous without even knowing it. It was a trance leg. After the knockdowns, I was out of it. It's boxing for you. Crazy people. The doctor and is going to have my knee checked out. After that, we'll get back and see. I need to be more busy, more active. I've, I've been a bit inactive for a while, and that might have played a role in it as well. Anyway, as I've said before, with respect to these heavyweights get, getting the hit in the head, and going down like that, I gotta wonder about Dubois' future only from a medical standpoint, as I've often said about Deontay Wilder. But let's get back to the main event. Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk, and Joe Joyce gave us a glimpse of the heavyweight landscape for 2023 in the aftermath of Fury's 10th round destruction of Derek Chisora. The Gypsy King retained his WBC World Heavyweight title and lineal champion status with a dominating display against the stubborn and incredibly brave Chisora. 
During the traditional ring melee that followed the fight, Fury went nose-to-nose with Yusik on the ring apron, and the pair were later joined by Joyce. Fury insisted that if Yusik does not unify early next year, then Joyce will get his shot. Hopefully, we'll get to see both fights by the end of next summer. What a crowd, he yelled Fury in his post-fight interview. 60,000 people at Tottenham. You are amazing, and I'm flabbergasted for words to say how much it means to me. It's overwhelming for me, and I want to say a massive thank you to everybody. Yada, yada. Um, anyway, as I said uh, just uh, a moment ago, Daniel Dubois is still the WBA heavyweight champ. Um, but such a status looked heavily in doubt in the first round, as I said, against his first defense against Kevin Arena. So we'll have to see. Um, and basically, as the story goes, courtesy of our friends over at Boxing247.com, following the instructions of Shane McGigging, uh, Dubois composed himself and cautiously eased his way through the next round before completing a remarkable turnaround in the third. Lorena was flattened by a clubbing right before seconds from the bell. Dubois unleashed a barrage of shots, including a brutal left hook and right uppercut. And referee uh, Howard Foster had seen enough, even though the bell sounded. Uh, the chap from Ukraine, who we talked about last week, Denis Berinchek, is the new European lightweight champion, following his defeat of uh, Ivan Mundy, the uh, French champ. Um, the 22-year-old light heavyweight, Carol Itwama, made it seven stoppages from his nine wins as a pro with a late halting of game Slovakian Vladimir Belojewski. Um and in a spectacular start to the evening, Teenage Prodigy, who we, we reported on last week, I believe on the Knuckle Up, Royston Barney-Smith applied another stunning finish to the end of resistance of Cruz Perez in just over a minute. A sweet left-hand counter put Perez to his knees, and despite protests, referee Mark Bates took a good look and waved the fight off with one minute and one minute and two seconds of round one on the clock. The 18-year-old the Barney Smith now moves to 4-0. and oh. The early birds of the card, Isaac Lowe and Hosea Burton, both recorded victories over six rounds against Sandeep Singh Bhatti and Reynes Porovzis, respectively. There you go. A uh, couple of results out of the uh, Fury Chisora card, and uh, we look forward to, uh, uh, well, quite frankly, we will just keep on looking forward to see that uh, heavyweight division, how it shapes up. But I'm telling you, uh, they're all hyped up in England and the UK about the heavyweights coming up uh, via England. But we know uh, there's an awful lot of uh, competitiveness uh, forming on this side of the Atlantic with an awful lot of heavyweights uh, moving into the 10-0 and 0 range with an awful lot of knockouts as a percentage of those wins. Anyway... Let's move along to uh, Carson, California, where Regis Progress stopped Jose Zapita in brutal fashion in round number 11, and that was on uh, Saturday night, to capture the vacant WBC junior welterweight title. The 100-pound bout was mostly tactical until round 10 when Zapita delivered three-punch combination that stunned Progress. The following round, Progress now 28-1, by the way, 24 knockouts, buckled Zapita with a left hand and followed up with two more that sent him reeling to the ropes. Zapita, now 35-3 and three with 27 knockouts, pinned Progress, uh, but Progress unloaded with quick, powerful punches until the referee stepped in as Zapita was crashing to the mat. Progress, for his 
uh, part was up 98.92, 98.92, and 97.93 at the end of stoppage, which came at 59 seconds of the penul penul penultimate round. Uh, I wanted to come out and box him, but then maybe in the second or third round, I started to catch my rhythm, said Progress, who fights out of Houston, Texas. I felt like just take him to the deep waters and drown him. What a quote. Woo. Elsewhere, we saw uh, a trilogy fight now. After three fights and 36 rounds between two future Hall of Famers, the rivalry between Juan Francisco Estrada and Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez still isn't quite settled. Estrada defeated Gonzalez via majority decision over in Glendale, Arizona this past weekend to retain his lineal 115-pound championship, but the result was far from convincing. One judge scored it even, but was overruled by scores of 115, 113, and 116, 112 in favor of Estrada. Estrada, a 32-year-old Mexican fighter who's also captured the vacant WBC junior bantamweight title, controlled the first half of the fight by boxing from the outside. He regularly timed Gonzalez with Chris's left hand to the body that disrupted his rhythm and surely contributed to his slow start. Estrada was able to walk Gonzalez into counter shots while he swept the first five rounds on two scorecards. But after a sluggish start, Gonzalez suddenly found his footing in round number six. Gonzalez cranked up the volume and swarmed Estrada, who was repeatedly pinned on the ropes by the increasing output. Gonzalez continued to come forward and poured punches on Estrada, who couldn't match his older foe shot for shot. Gonzalez swept, swept round six through rounds ten on two scorecards. The championship rounds were the difference. Estrada won round 11 and 12 on two scorecards to avoid the draw and close strong with a clear final frame in which he connected on 26 punches, the best of the fight. I do believe that Roman deserves a fourth fight, Estrada said. I think we left the result clear uh, about who the winner was, and if you want the fourth fight, we can do it. Estrada's record is now 44-3, and three, by the way, with 28 knockouts. And he added, Now, Chuck Liddy is a future Hall of Famer. I won today out of my own matter. I don't take anything away from him. I won because I was better prepared. I think that he sells a lot ahead of him in his career. That's if Gonzalez, who's now 51-4, uh, with 41 knockouts, the 35-year-old out of Nicaragua, chooses to continue with his boxing career. He said, I don't know yet. I'm going to talk about it with my family. All fights are different and all fights are difficult. And I think this is the most difficult one. However, Gonzalez said he would fight Estrada for a fourth time as long as they pay well. <laughs> Go figure. Let's just end it there. <laughs> um, in other fight news, let's see. Uh, Josh Kell. Yeah, we, yeah, we talked about Troy Williamson being a bit of a big mouth on this one. Okay. But it was Josh Kelly's night. He's now 12-1-1, seven knockouts. And we were just living a flaw, flaws performance from the Sunderland man. Saw him make light work of a tremendously gifted opponent in the dethroned Troy Williamson, who's now 19, one and one of 14 knockouts. However, the British super welterweight championship is making its way to Sunderland with a PBK after a truly phenomenal performance scored 118, 110, 119, 109 and 119, 111 by the judges. And that was from the Utilita arena in Newcastle. Kelly was consistently in a flow state from the opening bell 
as he was loose and fluid both defensively and offensively. It was predicted by fans and pundits as Williamson wasn't quite prepared for the quick start and vicious speed possessed by his opponent. The left hook from Kelly caused problems throughout the night as it often landed flush whenever thrown, followed by a right uppercut, which proved to be a damning combination. Williamson never once backed down from the uphill task of trying to keep his belt and close down Kelly. After being dominated in the first round, he was immediately back, he was immediately back off his stool to step up towards PBK and look to shut him down. Kelly proved to be too switched on for Williamson to land any substantial blows. However, as the Sunderland man retained confident in circling his opponent from the outside, the mature performance from the new champion, Kelly, was epitomized in the fifth round as a left hook and right hook had Troy scrambled for a moment. With a slight quiver in his opponent's legs, Kelly was in no rush to blindly seek a finish. He remained aggressive and aware of any opportunity to present itself, but this was a different fighter existing in his own bubble on the night, and he remained in control of his emotions and dictated the bout. It was more otherworldly moments from Kelly in the seventh round, reincarnating into Muhammad Ali 2.0. Briefly, as the rope-a-dope style evasion had the arena in awe, his confidence carried him in full control all the way towards the end of the fight as he remained calm, cool, and collected, with every second of every round. Wow, good stuff. Josh Kelly had this had this to say. The performance felt that smooth. And that much like it was the way it was supposed to go. I'm saying to Adam, can you snap me out of this dream? That was support from all sides tonight from, with some Middlesbrough fans, some Newcastle fans, some Sunderland fans. But the Northeast turned out. This British title means so much to me. And oh my God, all that hard work pays off, baby. What's, what What gas tank? That's cancelled. I feel like I can go and do another five or ten rounds there. I boxed instructions, boxed clever, boxed safe, boxed tidy, and didn't take no risks. That's what the outcome turned out like. Troy was meant to come and do demolition job on me. He's a hard punch and knockout artist in the super welterweight division. There's a new name now. There will always, uh, There was always the name, actually, but it's coming to play now. Josh Kelly, baby. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, one last story here. Uh, Battle-tested featherweight Eduardo Baez, 21-3-2, seven knockouts out of Mexicali, California, Mexico, is set to battle Arnold uh, Kegi, 18-1-1, 11 knockouts out of the Ukraine, in an 11-round bout on the Terrence Bud Crawford, 38-0, versus David Avnesian, he's 29-3-1. their showdown. Um, so the event, as we all know, takes place in, in Omaha, Nebraska, on December 10th. That's coming up pretty shortly, actually. Uh, the Crawford versus Avnesian fight, a 12-rounder for the WBO welterweight world title clash, will stream live on BLK Prime. Um, anyway, here's um, I'm talking about Eduardo Baez on the undercard. Here's what Baez had to say about his training camp and his matchup on his recent training camp. He said, I'm grinding. Camp has been great. No secrets other than hard work. I enter the gym and leave with a shirt that is drenched in sweat. Go home, change, and jog, and having more clothes and cover sweat. <laughs> I'm an old, an old school kind of guy, just working extremely hard in the gym to be the best shape on fight night. And on his matchup, I like his style. I think he's an exciting fighter. I hope he comes to lay it on the line and give the fans a good fight. I think he knows how good I am, and I know he's talented as well. I personally think we're going to steal the show, as this is a battle of two warriors 
who fought at the highest level in sport. I'm expecting a gruesome war. And what a win will do for his career, he says. I feel I'm close to the top of the featherweight division. A win here helps me stay in the course and continue to get profitable opportunities against big-name fighters. A lot of the champions are leaving the featherweight division, so I'm eager to, eager to face new challenges and compete for a world title with a victory. So, that's it for today. Boxing fans, appreciate you joining me here on Talk and Fight. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. Uh, with Mike Gore and Cedric Ben on their show, Knuckle Up.